My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 132 of Legally Clueless. Thank you for rocking with this podcast. Remember, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, our audio episodes go out every single Monday and we have season one of our video series out on our YouTube channel. That's linked in the show notes. And you can join our online space, our online community on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Podcast. On Twitter, just use the hashtag Legally Clueless. Speaking of our video series, oh my goodness, I'm really enjoying sharing the tour episodes because then you get to be on the journey with us as we weaved through Nairobi, Nakuru, Mombasa, Kisumu. So the Nakuru episode went out a few days ago on Friday. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it went out on Friday. <laughs> and like I was watching it and I'm just like, oh my God, it's so amazing. And it featured some powerful stories. And also we got to do one thing that I'm really interested in, like going to museum or historical places and just learning the history of things. So we went to a really famous castle that is the holder of one of the most bizarre love stories. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Check out our YouTube channel. You'll find all the episodes of the tour series. Our final episode, Yani the Kisumu episode, goes out on Friday the 24th. So like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss out on it. However, away from those episodes, let's get back to this one. <laughs> Here is a story we recorded in Kisumu that's coming up a little later in this episode. Actually, I wrote um, Kenya that morning, just before the exam, I think like 10 minutes or 30 minutes. <laughs> I have never used Tawakenya before. So when the schools opened, they sent me a message that I'm supposed to go for a panel. I went to the panel. There were a lot of people, people with the different cases. And I felt like mine was actually minimal because I was caught uh, on my first semester, first year. And then there's this girl who was also like me. She was caught with the Tawakenya. And she was like pleading. Everyone was like, ah, they'll give you a suspension. Yeah, this is something that is easy. They'll just give you a suspension. I went to pick the letter. I just had to open it at the gate. I wanted to see, have they given me a chance or or they have given me a suspension? Kufungwa letter, expulsion. That is a very interesting story. <laughs> By Rispa, we recorded it in Kisumu during the tour. It's going to be coming up a little later in the episode. Once again, sending grace and peace your way because Lord knows... In this pandemonium, we really need it. In fact, speaking of peace, I'm recording this on Saturday night instead of my usual Sundays because tomorrow I'm going to Diani. So if you have no idea where that is, it is along the coast in Kenya. And it's got, I mean, I haven't seen all the beaches in the world, but Diani's beach is spectacular. So I'm just going to, I want to say rest, but I'm still going to be working. <laughs> But it's really just a time out for Fal and I just to reconnect, get away from our regular schedules a bit. And I'm hoping to do a lot of writing while there. Fingers crossed that I don't end up going there and then writer's block just does its thing, you know. Really excited to be going there because Diani is one of my favorite places. In fact, I'm currently hunting for 90 million shillings because my dream house in Diani is 
worth that much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, we are allowed to dream. But yeah, Diani, Diani is beautiful. So I'm going tomorrow and I'm really excited about it. So before we jump into the song of the week, I want to give you an update as well on two things that I'm doing. I'm not sure if I've, I've probably spoken about one in the last couple of episodes, but it's two things I'm learning. So I have told you about aerial hoops, which is in case you do not know, it's this hoop that is suspended in the air from the ceiling connected by chains. <laughs> and you literally are using your body weight to kind of like learn different poses and things like that. And I'm really enjoying it. Is it hell on my body sometimes it is because some of the exercises are vigorous and when you're using your body as the weight it's just intense there's some poses where like your core is doing all the work so yeah it can be intense but I can't explain it to you I think it just feels so good it must be because I'm just in a space where I'm honoring and appreciating my body and these are just kind of like small steps I'm doing to that so even when the pain is there I know it's there for a good reason like something good is happening and something that you're enjoying and that's healthy for your body so there's that but I also started drumming lessons I'm not sure if I shared that with you I've wanted to do them for 10 years and I've finally started my classes I think I've done about three classes so far and I'm doing it with this guy called Andrew who I've known for the longest time ever I mean 10 years ago I was at a concert <laughs> I was like Andrew you're gonna teach me how to play the drums he's like come I'll teach you and it took me 10 years but that is really fun. It's just, it's so intriguing to learn new things. And my therapist told me something that I want to leave you with because it was quite profound to me and it was before I added drumming lessons to the things I'm doing. She said, as adults, we can easily get stuck in a rut of thinking we know everything because at a certain age, you do have like extensive experience in one, two or three particular fields. So there is a tendency to stop being teachable and that's a huge part of being you know fluid with the world it's just when things change being open to learning new ways of doing things and one way to remain teachable is to learn a skill from a field that you have zero experience in because now you're at the mercy of somebody else an instructor a teacher to teach you something and you have to humble yourself and be teachable. I think it's something that everybody should do. And I also feel like it's a nice way learning something new to curve out time in the day for yourself. So you're almost tricking yourself into me time. At least I, I experienced that with drums and with aerial hoops. I could be driving to my lesson thinking about, oh my God, this client, I haven't done this report, blah, 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 blah. But for the hour, the duration of the lesson, I do not think about any client. I do not think about any like nothing. I'm just so caught up in just soaking up all of this knowledge and enjoying the experience. So if you are able to try it, like learn something in a field you have zero experience in. All right, song of the week. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about this song because it's just so awesome. Ah, it is just man. Oh boy, this song is amazing. Okay, so the song is called Points and Kill and I cannot stop playing this song. So good, so good. And it's by Little Sims. She's featuring somebody called Obong Jayar. I hope I pronounced that well. Either way, this song is beautiful. Ugh. And then the music video, the music video is it. Like the music video got like my, my poetic juices flowing. You know, it's, it's just so good. It's so good. Please go check it out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Ugh. 
the whole since i heard it i think when did i hear it sometimes this past week because it's relatively new and i've had it on repeat i just keep belting out point and kill <laughs> if i want it it's mine ah check out the song it's so good it's so good like little sims ah wonderful music just wonderful music okay i'm going to stop gushing over her and just jump into 100 african stories this story was recorded in kisumu as i said during our recently concluded tour in fact it was the second story recorded i don't know why i memorize these things i just do and the story is by rispa about getting expelled from university 100 african stories on legally clueless coming to you from the road we partnered with african no filter to take this podcast on twitter to Nakuru, Kisumu, Mombasa, and Nairobi, bringing you powerful and inspiring African stories. I'm Rispa Teyukele. I'm from Kisumu. When I first joined the university, it, it was quite fun. Mombasa being uh, one of the, I'd say, best cities for me. It was so beautiful, and the thing that I'm used to, like staying in Kisumu and the environment it was really nice being there i liked the culture of the people yeah, the environment yeah the freedom uh, that i got staying away from home was also much fun uh, because i have uh, like strict parents uh, technical university of mombasa was also a very good school. I was taking information science degree. It was my first time in Mombasa. I really had uh, a lot of expectations. Like, uh, you know, before I actually traveled to Mombasa, I googled how really Mombasa <laughs> looked like. Yeah, so the excitement, the excitement that I had was actually unexplainable. <laughs> okay, before I was staying in the hostel, so I moved out with my friend. The semester was just going fine, and then we were doing the exams. So on my last paper, I was actually found with Mwakenya. Um, it's uh, like uh, I wrote some answers on a paper, and I went with it to, it, to the exam room. I kind of had this fear of IT, IT, like I really feared the IT exams. So something just came up and told me like, you can do this, like just write the, write, write the papers, you'll get through it. Because I think at first I kind of uh, had this pressure. My friends used to get in with the forms and I was like, ah, I can also do it. Yeah, so I, I thought that I could get uh, a way through with it. The night before I, Actually, I wrote to um, Kenya that morning, just before the exam, I think like 10 minutes or 30 minutes. And to make things worse, the Kenya really didn't have anything. <laughs> like, uh, it really had no answers, really. So I was like, anyway, I, I don't even have anything to write in the paper. So I was like, let me just write what I already written so that at least... Just to console myself, actually I was so nervous. <laughs> I have never used a wakaya before. When I was, should I say, unveiling it, <laughs> the the lecturer actually came. He was a a Muslim, yeah. so he came and just picked it. Like, I don't know how it happened, but you know, some something that you haven't done before. Like, you, you uh, I was new to that. Yeah, so. I just got caught. He, he actually said nothing. I, I think he told me that you can come and pick your paper at the office after everyone has finished. I think, I think he took my paper 
Yeah, and he took them to Kenya. So I was just seated like, what should I be doing? And others were giving me that pressure that just get out. He won't stress you. I was confused and being that good girl, I still had the, that good girl thing in me. Like I really didn't want to do something bad or like you know people were telling me like go and go, go and uh, talk to him or just pressure him or or just walk away he he won't stress you so i was caught between a lot of things yeah. so i just sat there waited for everyone to finish exams and i waited for him outside so i went to the exam room and tried begging i i was literally begging and crying like they they couldn't give me a chance to say anything they, they were just like get out get out get out get out you are you are the the guys who just come to school and think everything just flows i was i was so frustrated i i i kind of just rushed it off and I I had a best friend he just told me to chill and then we walked I was actually staying in Shomoroni that time so we walked and he was consoling me and I was like next time I will never use a walker <laughs> <laughs> all that regret was actually hitting me hard I acted so composed and he tried to cool me down that day just ended that way I remember it was on December yeah so like that was the last exam and then the school was getting closed for the short holidays I couldn't I I couldn't make it to Kisumu so I just stayed in Mombasa I remember my roommate went back home and she left me in the in the house alone I kind of got a lot of pressure that time I think uh, that was even my first time to smoke weed I was so frustrated that was before the schools had been opened yeah so when the schools opened um they sent me a message that I was supposed to go for a panel to go and explain myself what happened if I'm guilty or not guilty I went I went to school I think there was a letter I was supposed to pick I went to school I met some lecturer I told him my problem and he was he directed me to some guy who was going to tell me can I say white lies <laughs> Yeah like the guy was telling me don't just say that you unveiled your Mwakenya you you just say uh, maybe you are taking out your handkerchief and it fell and he picked it and he he made you feel like you are guilty or something hey that pressure was too much like you know and then I'm someone who I don't know how to hide like I'll just tell you the truth so I was torn between can I just say this or can I just say the lies or say the truth maybe I'd get lucky um when i went to the panel uh it was i think february 11th 10th was my birthday i remember i went to the beach took some photo shoots yeah like i was somehow excited like covering up everything just to cover up the pressure and the frustrations it it was actually something that i would never forget yeah i went to the panel there were a lot of people it was like a hall uh there were lecturers and uh, hods there were people with different cases and i felt like mine was actually minimal because i was caught uh, on my first semester first year yeah so i felt like ah, they just let me like stay or, yeah i had like this morale like I'll get I'll get through this. And then there's this girl who was also like me. She was caught with the the more Kenya. And she was like pleading that her mom was sick. She she couldn't study for exams, so she was 
frustrated and there was this guy who came he went for exams when he was drunk there were so many people with different cases and i felt like really mine mine was minimal like <laughs> then just they just let me we were in a row when it was your turn you you like go before them and you talk first you tell them your name what course do you take what crime did you do <laughs> So I went and told them um respecting blah 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 and taking the course and then I told them I made sure I added first year first semester <laughs> just in case that would help me I I just got myself saying I'm guilty and then to make things worse I was like you know I think I was actually pressured with exams because you know being a first year the pressure Uh, a lot of peer pressure yeah and around you so i just got myself doing this because i saw a couple of my friends doing it but i now i really know it's a bad thing and i know i can't do this again and then i said to make things worse i actually wrote them on kenya and it really didn't help me so and they laughed literally <laughs> All of them laughed so I felt like ah yeah maybe 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 everything will just be fine so I went outside feeling relieved like at least the first step you know all this time my my dad had the message like he was sent the message luckily enough because personally I I couldn't do it really yeah so he asked me like what was the problem why 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 were you going to the panel so i just had to tell him but you know lies like i was telling him this teacher didn't like me <laughs> so he caught me the market and i think that is what he believes and you leo yeah <laughs> <laughs> he actually called me and asked me how did it go and i told him will be communicated to i i think after one one week one week or two weeks yeah and then they uh, sent me a, a message to go and pick the letter at the gate all this time i was really you know that that anxiety like what will happen will they expel me or will they like give me a second or just give me an, a, a, a suspension maybe because you know that is what i had everyone was like ah they'll give you a suspension mm. yeah this is something that is easy they just they just give you a suspension i went to pick the letter i just had to open it at the gate you know yeah. like i wanted to see have they given me a chance or or they have given me a suspension kufungua letter expulsion i really couldn't just break the 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 news to my dad so i kept i kept it to myself someone told me that you could still um appeal yeah so i was like ah bado kuna chance <laughs> bado kuna chance yeah and you know when you appeal you, you you take it to the vc another panel again and now the panel is like vc and then those big big people yeah. yeah i took the letter and told myself ah <laughs> everything is just fine uh, yeah so i i went back home to the house where where i was staying with my friend and i'm this i'm this person who vents actually a lot so i went 
and told her aki ni expelliwa so i was like expecting you know like expecting expecting too much from someone mm-hmm. yeah and i'd say that maybe i was just too much for her you know she was not my parent or yeah so una vent sana yani you keep on crying yani i i cried so it's only my best friend though alikuwa anaweza keep up with the pressure really yeah he was like everything will be fine everything will be fine just chill chill and you know this time classes zilishaanza yeah and i think after before i got the letter the letter for expulsion i used to go to classes yeah so i was like ah there's nothing there's nothing wrong yeah everything is fine after after expulsion i used to go to classes and then the, this time the soldier guy he took my id yashule they told me you can't you can't access shule just go back So that is the time that it really hit me hard that wow I can't I can't like I can't go to classes I can't I can't go to school I can't see my classmates I can't make friends anymore I can't meet my friends I appealed when I appealed I was actually working at some grocery by that time and uh, when I appealed they told me to wait for some time and then badai I think after like Three weeks they sent me a letter to go to the panel sasa yeah so hey, that time i went crying <laughs> last time yeah i was crying like crying my friend and my best friend all of them were there to support me but so they were, i was literally crying like crying and you know everyone was like composed me pekangu don't go i went to the panel but i think i think just how the approach was like i went there crying so maybe they felt like really she's so guilty they they asked me why why do you want us to give you a second chance and i'd say that my explanations were so vague maybe how i i carried out myself before them i really didn't explain myself so well Yeah, I feel like it wasn't so good. So they told me actually the VC was talking to me and she asked me why do you want us to give you a chance? Why did you do this? I I think I told them that I I wanted them to give me a second chance because I I was coming from a humble background and I didn't want them to waribu future yangu. I I was uh, telling them that when I get expelled actually I really don't have anything in mind. I don't even know how I'll I'll continue with the, I don't know where my life will actually head to they asked me like how did it happen how did it happen ulipatikana uh, aje and then i told them how it happened then after that i just went outside i went outside crying i, I think it really sounded weird because all the other guys were just composed the results they they came after three weeks they sent me a, a letter they, they they told me um come and pick your letter it's at the reception I came there excited like yeah I thought at least ah for the last time I really tried maybe they could give me a chance actually I didn't open the letter there nilisema to ah I'll I'll go back to uh, I was working at a grocery your time so I niliomba ruhusa huko I went to pick the letter I picked the letter and came back to the working place so nikasema ah niangalie nisiangalie and i decided to just open it i was expelled 
So I cried, I was crying up up Kwanini and that mama was working for. She, she really pitied me. She had her sisters. They came and uh, tried to cool me down. Actually, they didn't know anything. Iyo day tundo niliwambia. Mimi, I was expect like I had these issues with school. Yeah, at first when I came to their place to work huko, I, I was telling them that I I was uh, actually doing uh, my course, but I I deferred. So I was thinking of doing something else. Just to cover up, at least they won't suspect me that I want to steal from them. You know, like, people kind of try, tend to judge you. I'd say they were very nice. They actually, they were so supportive. I told them um, about the expulsion. They were telling me, Ah, uh, even though my shaiko, they they gave me other examples. You know, at least still a kukulisham to like cool, chill. That is how life is. You know, they told me other related stories to my story. Yeah, and this happened. Like they were telling me about their sister who did degree, but I'm a I'm a kupata job. So I talked to my mom. Uh, I I called my mom and told her, Mom, I'm sorry, I disappointed. I think I texted her because I really didn't have that courage of calling her and telling her. But I texted her a long, like a paragraph. I told her, Mom, I'm sorry, I've disappointed you. You took me to university, but me may fail. I've been expelled. I really, I don't think I can come back home because the whole, you know, I come from a village. <laughs> the whole village will be laughing at me. Like, what what Ashaga, And being like someone, like who is coming from a God-fearing family, they, they'd like really judge me going back home. So I was like, mom, me, I can't come back home. I'm sorry, uh, but just know you. I love you. Yeah, but <laughs> but the mistakes I've done, I can't change them. I think my dad, for my dad, before he was communicating and asking me, how is it going? I was postponing every day. I'm just saying, ah, but oh, they haven't sent the letters. So when they, they actually sent the last letter, I think it took me like some few days and I called him. I'm actually not close to my dad, uh, but I just wanted to see how, how he'll really react because he's someone with anger issues. So I just told him, I called him, I told him, Nime Expelio, and then Nikakata. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I just sent my mom the message. I love who she, I think she, she, she also couldn't, uh, talk to me you know that time i had uh, i think i had this adolescent kidogo i i used to compete with my sister i knew that my mom liked my sister so news maybe she like i i just had this judgmental thoughts like maybe at a, at a chukulia mimi ni fail it's always me 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 yeah so she actually didn't call me alijua to stay so she sent uh, she she told my she's like a family friend she called me and told me these are things that happen uh where to lia too uh, but you have to come back home and don't do something stupid. By that time, that time I would say that I was happy, of course, at least I had something that was keeping me busy. But before the, I actually went for your appealing, I was actually in the house full time, depressed. When my friend talks, I don't talk back. I'm just like there. I think that made happier, frustrated. I look at you like, so 
at times I even naacha bed naenda kulala chini yani too i was not normal so moja ikazi at least it was making me feel like engaged yeah but still uh, i wasn't stable like i used to just shut off at times hata boss wangu sasa akuja ananiuliza are you okay I'm, yeah i'm okay but you know i just have to do it at least me engage yeah so um uh, i kept on kufanya hiyo job and then there's this time i think my dad already knew that me mr rudy home yeah so he told me he called me akaniambia if you're not coming back home i'm going to disown you <laughs> and then akaniambia like you are a big person you can decide to stay there you can take your take care of yourself do i think i think i told him i'm, I'm working akaniambia kama unaona hiyo job itakulisha weka huko yeah so i was torn between him disowning me and uh, me going back home and facing the <laughs> the crowd behind me yes yeah, so and i called my sister nikamba me nice rudy home sister angu tangwe was like just come back home apo kiishi you just get frustrated you, the environment has caused you so much trouble you know i i was like should i just go this mama was working for she was i made her like she was like my best friend sasa you know someone at least i could get advices from so i told her um, my dad is telling me this and this i'm thinking of going back home though it's not like it's i'm 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 sad working for you yeah um because she, she felt like i was you know i i even told her my dad could disown me disown me like after getting all those news she 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 just told me that it's okay you can be my daughter uh, like there's no problem mimi because she had no she she had no child so she told me i can be her daughter there's no problem she can accommodate me she was even planning to move into some place with me i was torn between should i stay with her or go back home and i asked her for the way forward and she told me just go back home they are your parents at least maybe they, there there will be other opportunities open you know i can't just lock you inside here and you know of course you are a very nice person but you just have to go back home first i when i came back you know now i moved out of my friend's house actually we we quarreled at some point we quarreled and i had to just like go like move out so i was staying in some car, small room single room yeah so i came back to the house nikakatu kwanza chini and you know i had this heavy thing in my heart you know like i felt so sad i had to go back home really and uh, it wasn't something uh, so easy for me i started packing my things and nikarol uh, roll my vitu packed everything and then i slept and woke up the next day nikaenda nikabook bus actually the mama was working for she she was the one who helped me with that so and then i went to her shop and then told her mimi sasa naenda but i will come back maybe someday maybe yeah like it's a two promises zote yeah and uh, actually it wasn't a bright day you know i was even moving away from my friends it wasn't easy i think the next day when i was traveling the next day i came back to kisumu ma, ma, i think my mom called me the that night akaniambia well you're passing by you come and pick me jualenda kuomba church she she went for fasting yeah so i picked her na tuktuk and then we came back home by that time my grandma alikuwa amekufa my mom's side so i went to the funeral i think two days 
nilienda funeral na mom i would say the that pressure bado ilikuwa na mimi i used to shut down yani i used to avoid people and i i felt like maybe they were talking about me i think my mom was like actually trying to keep keep off like not trying to open up to people about my story jwali jua tu it was going to affect me I was not ready to tell them what happened. I was not happy like the whole time at at your funeral I cried adipatia expulsion. Yani tu kulialia tu. Yani it was too much for everyone. Kila mtu was like my aunts were like nini ni mbaya na mtoto. It just went by six months nilikuwa tu home. I remember I, I used to stay inside the house. Sikuwa natoka and then being that natoka from my parents are very strict. Hakuna kutoka. So I was just ndani 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 and making again new friends. Wajua like when uh, moving from Kisumu to Mombasa mabeshte wa Kisumu they felt like ah huyu sasa alishaenda so coming back they feel like uh, when you're coming back sasa you're like reuniting ju umerudi and then i was not even ready to start venting to them what happened yeah so i just i was just shattered ndani every time nilikuwa tu ndani ndani for six months and then uh, in that apo katikati i used to sumbua but then my dad was like very angry he felt like i was not decided kitu ya kufanya uh, at first i tried applying for civil engineering huko nakuru but unfortunately they didn't have that course so i came back and uh, again he was suggesting niende ni apply for some course again in uh, kca the, the same course that i was taking and i was like no i might go again nifanye tena manini zangu and then my mom like he just talked she just talked to me and told me decide on one thing because i i also had that drive in me before i i wanted to do some technical course but you know like after uh, getting chosen for a course with the uh, neck i just told myself yeah i can do the civil thing and i decided to join uh, a college here yeah so i joined the college i'd say so far so good yeah. <laughs> so far so good everything is so good i finished my first year yeah and being that in kisumu i've i've connected to a lot of people yeah and uh, when i went for my first year attachment i met some some friends and i, I gained a lot of skills also uh, i met some uh, friend who introduced me to some company a uh, survey company Yeah so currently that is where I work I'm even um healing from the past wounds they have healed I can tell my stories you know before I used to hide it everyone like Kilamtana and Lisa used to be in tomb what happened and I'm like I changed the environment because I was far from home like I used to cover cover it up a lot so for now like I can just tell someone my story yeah I can openly tell them what happened A hundred African stories. The legally clueless 2021 tour powered by African No Filter. We're traveling through Kisumu, Nakuru, Mombasa and Nairobi bringing you real, raw and inspiring African stories. That was such an interesting story. I really enjoyed just going through the paces of Rispa story the double appeal and having to defend yourself in front of this panel. I don't know. I don't even think while I was in uni because I was in a uni in Kenya called USIU. I don't remember hearing of anybody getting expelled or any things like that. Of course, I'm pretty sure it happened maybe not around my circles, but yeah, because of that I didn't know the general processes. 
the appealing, the kind of like going in front of a panel, that's intense. And even just thinking about what do you tell your parents? Oh my goodness, that must have been a lot. And you know, I was remembering when I was in university, you know how in your first semester you do like a lot of general courses that are super easy? One of the courses was called the family in the US. I don't know. Okay, well, it was the universities, the United States International University, but the content of that course didn't didn't spotlight like any American values. So I don't know why was it called that? <laughs> now that I think about it. Anyway, so it is a very straightforward, easy course to pass. A lot of notes, yes, but if you just read, it's not rocket science. So there was this guy during one of the exams I don't know, he hadn't read or something and he was trying to copy from mine and my friend's exam paper. And he was like, he's cool peeps, so we would, where we can, you know, lean back a bit for him to see things, blah, blah, blah. But now when the papers came back to us, like after the lecturer has like marked them, blah, 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 this guy, <laughs> Aki, you know, if it's your day to be caught, it's your day to be caught. He, like, he would copy the answer to question two, for example, in question three's answer spot and so it was so clear to the lecturer that a this guy is copying b like he's not even giving this copying an effort <laughs> oh my god aru his name um is aru and that aru right yeah it was, it was it was quite interesting. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that story. Obviously, we're going to be sharing more of the stories that we recorded on tour. Make sure you check out the video series to actually see the visuals of this tour journey and see the visuals of the storytellers you're hearing on this podcast. You know, it just adds a dimension to the story sometimes. So hey, head over to our YouTube channel and check that out. Also remember that this podcast is on Trace Radio in Kenya. So if you want to listen, head over to traceradio.co.ke. You'll be able to see a list of frequencies if you want to tune in the old-fashioned way. A fashioned. <laughs> old-fashioned way. <laughs> and obviously, of course, remember that the podcast plays there every Monday, Wednesday at 12 noon and 11 p.m. and every Friday at 12 noon. Finally, oh my God, you guys, I was busted busted so badly so you remember how i always i don't know why i'm whispering <laughs> remember how i always would bitch about a particular neighbor and her very noisy kids and like how their water pump was consistently on blah 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 so i'm normally not really good with my instagram dms but i do try and so i go to the side where it's like requests so people i do not know have never had a conversation with and the top most message is from somebody who says hey i'm your neighbor i've well, I moved out, but I while well, we lived opposite each other, basically, I used to listen to your podcast. Everything I was saying, she was hearing. Oh. And she's like, I used to listen to your podcast. I just didn't want to make it awkward by coming up to tell you that because, you know, when I'd see you, it was not like you're just cutting a mic. Well, she didn't say that, but you know what I mean. Well, what she meant. And then she goes like, I'm really sorry about the noise we made and our water pump. And I felt so bad. I was, I've not even responded to it because I'm just like, oh, was I being an asshole? I really, I really didn't. I can't remember even the day I was celebrating that. Oh, okay, they're moving. But like I wasn't celebrating like that. They were such a beautiful couple and 
the kids are so adorable. But I was just like the noise, you know, because I record at home. Look at me like trying to <laughs> salvage the situation because I know she it just occurred to me that she she just might listen to this as well, you know. Ah, okay, I'm gonna end this here. I. <laughs> it is what it is. The episode is over. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and to this episode to the very end. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.